Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. I'm Joe. We got Aaron, Jeff here, and a special guest this morning. We got Mike G in the house. All right. Let's get it rolling. Also known as Grateful Mike. That's right. That's right. How's everyone doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. For a Friday. <laughs> Pretty good for a Friday. Pretty good for a Friday. It's the end of the week, man. I'm telling you. I couldn't be more excited because it's Friday. So many fun things coming up. And more importantly, our guest today is one of my favorites. Cool. Mike, how you doing this morning? Uh, I'm doing great. No other place like at 830 at the trailer at the Giaba Club. That's it, man. Let good me tell stuff. you something. Mike looks just like Tom Selleck, for those of you who have never seen Mike. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 35 years ago. <laughs> mustache, baby. Good stuff. Right. Good stuff. All right, cool. So, um, hey, what are we talking about this morning? Well, I, I think that we, we asked Mike to be one of the first guests on our show because a lot of us uh, have gotten sober with Mike here, and uh, we respect him, and uh, he, he's one of the guys who, when he shares, we listen, and not only that, his personality is just out the door fantastic. We like to think of him also as one of the king of the one-liners. He's got one-liners that people have never heard before, and uh, for me personally, if I could tell a personal story, you know, I got sober on June 14th, 2013, and uh, I was, it was about a week until I found uh, these rooms where we do the, bro- uh, the podcast at, and I shared about how I had just uh, drank again, and uh, people said, get men's phone numbers, and I got a bunch of phone numbers, and about a week later, I was in the back of a, uh, uh, it was like a shopping center, and I had my son in the car, and I was waiting to pick up my ex-wife, and I was ready to drink. And I started calling these other alcoholic men who gave me their numbers. And nobody was picking up the phone. I wasn't leaving a message either. I said to myself, uh, you know, I'm going to call one more person. And I, I, you know, I never spoken to this guy. I didn't even remember him giving me uh, his phone number. So I called Mike G. Mike G picked up the phone and Mike G's voice. He said, "Uh, yeah, uh, who's this? And I said, well, this is Jeff. He gave me a phone number. I want a drink. He goes, "Uh, yeah, uh, Jeff, why don't you uh, get yourself a 24 hour day book and read January 6th? And he hung up the phone on me right after that. Nice one. I said, well, what's going on with this guy? But the thing is, I Googled January 26th and I read it. Keeping sober is the most important thing to you. And uh, it saved my life that day. Saved my life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I love telling that story. It's a true story. And uh, I think we should uh, get right on with this interview. I think people want to hear what Grateful Mike has to say. Absolutely. What day was it? January what? It was <laughs> January the 6th. It's ironic. He was calling me. He was on a parking lot, and I was in a parking mm. lot at Monument Road uh, at the public's parking lot. And I was uh, going in to get a coffee. And I got the call, and I uh, looked at the phone, and I took it, and that's what I said. I recall that uh, distinctly. Absolutely amazing. God is good. Oh, God awesome. is good. You know, and one of, one of the things that we want to talk to Mike about is Mike uh, is sober since 1988. What's the date? What's yeah, the January? What's Friday date? Fourth of January. 1988, and, he, and Mike got sober in Titusville, Florida. Yeah. And so, one of the things we want to ask Mike here is what what are the big differences you see, if any, from when you got sober to what you see now in recovery? 
Well, obviously, uh, back in 88, the, uh, the meetings were uh, far and few between. and uh, They weren't every day. like Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, that being the case, you had to be willing to go to any length to catch a meeting, to drink from the well of sobriety, if you may. And uh, that being the case, I look forward to that. And, uh, uh, you know, the Yana Club was, uh, was one of the, uh, the mainstays for me. Mm. Uh, and uh, the How House also. And, uh, you know, that being the case, uh, you know, the atmosphere of expectancy was always the breeding ground of a miracle. And mm. uh, I look at that today, and that was really the case. Sober feet uh, produced a sober mind. So, uh, you know, so it began. Wow. Hey, Mike, wasn't there one time that um – you were a newcomer, and you came in, and you sat at the back of the room, and somebody said something about a sign. You want to tell us that story? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Claire, I don't think I've heard this one. This is a good one. Is it? Claire, yeah. Carl, and Milt, uh, they were like the three amigos, but uh, at the same time, they were like uh, all angels. And uh, Claire had a signed seat for me, uh, and it was a little plaque, and beneath that sign, uh, I sat, and I would always look back at it, and I was maybe 60 days sober, and I informed claire i said look here claire if they're gonna put a sign up there they at least spell the word uh, right and he says sit down son that song uh, that uh, sign belongs to you and the, <laughs> sign, the, the sign read seven days without a meeting makes one week w-e-a-k and uh he knew what i was referring to the word week but uh <laughs> It was in that uh, in that in that seat that uh, you know I uh, I became uh, uh, just the zeal to get sober mm. took place. You know, uh, sober feet produced a sober seat, produced a sober mind, and the miracles took off from there. So, man, I'm glad to be here and uh, see and Aaron are. Or uh, another lady here with it. She's just got a. You, you're a. You're a natural for this, Aaron. So are you, Jeff and Joe as well. And I, uh, I'm really, really glad to be here for this uh, interview. So. Well, we're glad you're here, and thank you for that story. And Joe's never heard that story because Joe doesn't come to the seven a.m. Uh, meeting. <laughs> funny, funny. Hey, listen, I've, I've heard Mike. I've heard Mike plenty of times, and uh, I've heard all the one-liners too. So you know, yeah, which is why I chose you can't steal second with your foot on first for our intro. That's right. For yeah. those of you who don't know, if the voice sounds familiar, that's Grateful Mike on our intro saying that, and we want to thank him for doing that for us. I mean, it's fantastic. But but today, what do you think the biggest difference today in sobriety is with people? coming in well uh you gotta get a book you gotta get a sponsor and you gotta make it the number one priority you know uh i was brought up not changing the book but letting the book change me mm. and, uh um, you huh. know, I that's another good, that's another good one right there that's right i, yeah. I had good uh, early sobriety with good solid people in alcoholics anonymous and uh so my journey began, you know, in Titusville, Florida. I had to go back to Cincinnati for business, and then from there I came to Jacksonville, Florida in J- July of 1988. And uh, so it began a journey here, and uh, I recall I uh, went to the Arlington Group and uh, was there at a Friday night meeting, and uh, a little guy about five foot five, 
Mm. A graduate of Duke was doing the steps, and I said, how could this guy tell my story, man? But he read my mail, and he became my sponsor until uh, later on another gentleman did. So, And that was Dick M., correct? Yeah, but Dick, Dick was... Uh, I got passed to Dick from a guy named Skip L. Oh, okay. Skip L was my sponsor until Dick took over. And uh, Dick was hardcore, that's for sure. Oh, I've heard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dick's a Jacksonville uh, uh, man who got um, in sobriety, and he's, uh, he, he's passed away. Right. But so many people tell stories about what a great man Dick was. And I, we here at Grateful Mike at the 7 a.m. meeting always share stories about things that dick shared uh, shared with him which is fantastic which is what we're here for we want right. to oh, be able to hear these things yeah what was the one the uh, oh, your, yeah. your sobriety's for shit right <laughs> <laughs> well first of all dick uh, dick uh, uh, strolled around in uh, alcoholics anonymous meetings and uh, uh, he had an 87 chrysler fifth avenue it had uh, it was burgundy <laughs> in goes. color it was a four door and uh, oh yeah Dick's glasses would fall down on the end of his nose, and he'd, he'd take me in the, and he'd sit me in the car. And of course, I was smirking and smiling, and you know, <laughs> thinking, you know, what kind of nonsense is this going to be about? But Dick got your attention, and uh, I can't say it over the mic, but Dick uh, would say, "Is the uh, you know what you're getting worth of you? You know what you're taking." <laughs> yeah, oh we, yeah, so, that's, that's uh, a great. We'll tell Aaron that yeah. one afterwards. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so, we can't yeah, say you that. know and. Uh, <laughs> But there was a, there was also a time. I think I was about two years sober, and I was visiting the uh, nightclubs, and uh, yeah, and I got a knock on the door. At, uh, 1756 number one El Prado Road. <laughs> <laughs> what were you driving uh, at that time? I was driving a 1970 Ford because uh, my uh, my 73 Chevrolet Monte Carlo with swivel base bucket seat oh, yeah. was, was oh, yeah. totaled in 89. <laughs> and, uh, man, I missed that car. But I had a 1970 Ford Elite two-door coupe. That was a gorgeous car, too. But Dick was knocking on the door, and I looked out the peephole, and I could see him with his glasses down on his nose. <laughs> and he yelled, open the door. So I opened the door, and I, of course, had my back to him. And he said, sit down. I got to talk to you, silver-tongued devil. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where were you last night? And uh, kind of skirted the issue, and one thing led to another. And kind of, he says, no, no, no. He says, look, you're a silver-tongued devil. He says, telling me some of the truth and not all the facts. And some of the truth and not all the facts is, is lying. Uh, and that's omission. And we don't, uh, you're going to be face down in your own vomit before you know it. Mm-hmm. And um, Dick got my attention that night. But uh, the, the old school AA I came up on, uh, even before uh, Dick and so on and so forth, was uh, was phenomenal. And today, I wouldn't say it's diluted. I'd say it's probably bigger and better than ever. Uh, the chances of getting sober is, is phenomenal. I have a niece right now who's in treatment who... I hope and pray that she catches hold of it. Uh, she's getting out May 12th, and, uh, you know, it's a family disease. and uh, it, it, it for sure is. It is a family disease. You got that right. Hey, what happened in a phone booth one day? Was that Dick as well? Yeah, no, no, that was uh, that was Claire. He says, you think you're so important. I want you to walk down to the nearest phone booth there on tit- in Titusville on Main Street, Street and take a group picture of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day before That's there right. were selfies, right? That's right. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hey, I tell you what, though, Mike, you know, um, you know it's, br- it's interesting that you brought up 
you know, the, the old school kind of AA stuff, you know, every time I hear someone that's been sober since, you know, back when you got sober, you know, this is obviously pre, you know, pre cell phones, pre, uh, you know, a lot of stuff, right? You always hear about that, just that kind of, um, you know, somebody would call the AA hotline or something like right. that. And people people would show up at your place, throw you in the car and drag you to a meeting type of stuff, you know, and sure. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming some of that stuff still goes on nowadays, but I guess back then it was probably just, uh, it seemed a lot more like hands on, like, absolutely, like you're coming with me, we're going, you know, and blah, 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 you know, that, that was the way it was. And, uh, there was meetings after the meetings and, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the village Inn coffee shop oh, uh, sure, was, sure. was big and, uh, we had that kind of a dynamic and of course, just outside the clubhouse until the, uh, Till the lights in the parking lot went out, so to speak, you know, and uh, that was it. But I'll, I'll tell you, I did have one experience I'll, I'll never forget as well. I was at a meeting. I was sitting at an assigned seat, and a, a fire marshal came in with the police, and I was terrified. I said, am I clear with them? You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and they did a head count, and the head count had to do with the capacity of that clubhouse. And if you, there were people that had to leave because they were over capacity. Mm. Right. And I think that instilled in me that I earned my seat. And not only I earned my seat, that this was serious business. Mm. And uh, you have to go at sobriety like you went at your drinking and drugging. And they found out early whether I was serious or whether or not I was going to be there. So. That's right. You held on to that seat for dear life. Absolutely. That's right. You know? yep. And I see that a lot today. And by the way, Jeff, you're doing a great job here. And Joe, uh, you as well. You know, I've seen a lot of changes at this club and uh, never seen better changes since you took over, Jeff. And, uh, you know, there's a, re- a personal story that we'll share later on. And Aaron, you've grown tremendously as well. And uh, it's good seeing young people come in there. It, it breathes new life into the uh to the uh, quote-unquote guys that are bleeding deacons uh, trying to make the transition to, if you may, the old-timer. And one shot, uh, you know, we're all shot. That's right. Oh, and that's see, awesome. for me, I think that's where the magic of it happens for me, you know. I came in the rooms, and I simply got a sponsor. Like, I don't remember anything specifically that stood out about that sponsor. Like, all I know is that there was a connection there, and she was amazing and put my hand in the hand of a higher power, and I got sober, you know? And from there, getting a sponsor, going to meetings, the simple things like Mike was saying. And then the magic for me really happens in that service work he was talking about. You know, like, Joe, you mentioned, too, like, where, you know, there used to be that hotline. We don't have that today. So coming to beginner meetings or meetings... um, I know I really like to hit a women's meeting um, on Saturday mornings where it's a lot of people who have just came out off the street. And that's really where you, you know, you find that miracle because you get to, it's a shoulder to shoulder thing for me. You know, I like to walk shoulder to shoulder with everyone around me because I know in my active alcoholism, you know, couldn't nobody tell me nothing. And even some days if I, if I don't, you know, keep my ego in check. I still find myself can't nobody tell me nothing. So when I come out here and I'm around newcomers and I'm I'm reaching out to that newcomer, I'm staying extra longer to 
to just hear, to listen to them, you know, to get out of myself. It really helps me keep a level head and walk shoulder to shoulder with others around me. So, you know, it's really, you know, Grateful Mike was just saying about, you know, how I'm young in this and everything, and it, it brings fresh a breath of fresh air. But, you know, I try not to stray away from the stories I hear from the long timers, you know. I call you guys long timers now. Long timers. Because if you call them old timers, some of them get a little touchy these days. Ah. (laughs) But, you know, I I really try to stick with those stories I've heard of, you know, just keeping it simple because I don't want to change the program because then I'm changing it to Aaron's way and not alcohol and not the program, you know? Well, there's a real important uh, line that uh, one of our co founders uh, did state, and that is, a sponsor's job is to put your hand in the hand of God. But until then, keep your hand in your sponsor's hand. Mm. And, uh, you know, the main problem of us alcoholic centers in the mind rather than the body. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, page I get... 23, I think. Right, page mm-hmm. 23, I get drunk in the mind. I do have a little story to share. I was... Uh, uh, I have a birthday in April, and uh, I was living with a guy named Gino H. in Titusville, and he gave me a, a birthday present, which was As Bill Sees It book. And uh, just a, he put a, a marker on page 92, Walking to Serenity. And uh, he gave me the book on the, my birthday, and uh, I wasn't working that day, and he told me to go to the beach and enjoy myself. And uh, there was a little, there's a beach in Titusville called Play Linda, and uh, which is a beautiful beach. And he says, park at the twelfth uh, area and start walking. You can walk to Serenity if you may. Is how I interpreted it. And I walked, uh, started walking, and. And it was like a mirage. I'm walking towards the 13th area. And I was rubbing my eyes. And I said, my God, I guess I'm coming to believe, man. Hmm. And all of a sudden, there's these two women walking towards me. They're nude. Oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) That was a plot twist. Man, I'm telling you. Aaron (laughs) Earmuffs. So I would have came to believe too. Right. <laughs> I'm saying, wow. And I'm walking and they're smiling and I'm smiling and they they finally said, Look, buddy, if you're gonna walk down any further, you gotta take your bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> I have arrived. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. And I says, Well, can I get a peep at least? <laughs> You know what? I so off went the bathing suit, and it was a nude. It's a nude beach. It's still there today. What year was this? This is uh, uh, April of nineteen eighty-eight. Man, so you didn't take any selfies then? No, no selfies. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. That's awesome. You know what I find pretty interesting is Mike uh, started off saying like when he got sober in Titusville, and even when you came here to Jacksonville. You know, you said there wasn't many meetings going on weekly, and I, I just tried to pull up my meeting app, and I'm just not getting service right now, but I could guarantee you there's at least 60 to 70 meetings today in Jacksonville. Oh, they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. four today at this clubhouse alone. We already had one this morning. You know, so I think that's a that's a big difference from 88 to now. Absolutely. Hey, another thing, you know, because um, I— 
there's a, a gentleman that's, you know, he passed away, but uh, old man Dave, who used to, you know, come here and stuff. Dave, yeah, Dave oh, yeah. Kate. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I used to talk to him you know, every single day, and uh, he used to tell me, because he got sober back in, like, the 80s or whatever it was. and uh, Right, he'd say three. Yeah, he said when you were a newcomer back then starting to share in a meeting, they'd tell you to shut up, right. <laughs> you know? And, well, uh, it, you know, it just seems like uh, maybe, you know, and, and it, I guess it's today's culture anyway where people are just more you know, offended by anything like that. But it seems like back then you guys really, you know, I mean, you told people what the hell, you know, you wanted to tell, and you know, and and they just had to kind of take it, right? I think the saying was what, take the cotton out of your your ears and put it in your mouth. Right. Stop sharing the disease. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I do have a question, even if this goes a minute or two longer, is uh, is that are you, you're seeing way more deaths in the recovery age today and we've right. had private conversations because of the introduction of uh not only heroin but fentanyl so like back when you got sober there it was purely like alcoholics coming into the room now we have a dual addiction a right. lot majority of people come into this 12-step program are duly addicted and we're seeing we're losing a lot more people we're gaining people but we're losing a lot more there's a huge difference there from back in the day, right? How does that make you feel? I mean, I know you've lost people here. Well, uh, absolutely. Uh, You know, this fentanyl and all that. uh, uh, Look, if I could pack, you know what, up, uh, you know, where to get high, I would. Mm. uh, I never was, I validated my quote unquote drinking by saying I'm not a drug addict, you know, but if, I were to take that. So I'm not familiar with what, you know, the uh, being in the grips of uh, fentanyl and heroin and pills and all that. I'm just one of those two-fisted, uh, grew up on Four Roses whiskey, so to mm, speak. My four grand, Roses. Uh, my oh, grandfather's, uh, uh, you know, basement, you know, and that's the way I grew up. Uh, and, you know, I fed my... my uh, my addiction through just alcohol. But I'm so grateful today, though, that, uh, hey, a drug is a drug is a drug. It always leads you back to your drug of choice. And Absolutely. alcohol is, is where I found my uh, my solace. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's really great to be here. You know, I uh, I listened to these podcasts, and I said, man, this is uh, – I could just see myself going down the highway and tired of listening to all this – nonsense that's going on in the country and all of a sudden you put on a podcast like this and you say man i can identify with these people sharing what they're sharing man this is real life stuff it really is you know i let the other guy burn himself out today you know i'm getting old Mm -hmm. that's (laughs) That's the way it is and uh you know, it is what it is. So, that, Joe, that, what well, do you think about this whole whole dynamic? I mean, uh, of the your era coming in. Oh boy! I mean, we got out just in time, dude. No, we did. I mean, thank God. I mean, I overdosed, you know, a couple times and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been sober since you know 2009, so I haven't had to deal with you know. I guess the last decade has really been. Yep. It's been pretty chaotic out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I tell, I, you know, first of all, anybody who ever, you know, uh, uses drugs intravenously, I always tell them, like, it's a matter of time before you overdose. You know, whether it kills you or not, that's a whole nother thing. Whether, you know, 
you're lucky enough for someone to have Narcan or call the paramedics or, you know, drop you off at the emergency room or whatever, you know, but it's just a matter of time. And, uh, you know, yeah, I guess people are dropping like flies out there and stuff like that. So it's pretty, um, it's pretty terrible, but you know, I think, um, it's just interesting, you know, talking about the, uh, the differences between, you know, like AA or NA or whatever back in the day and today, I mean, I think the landscape is really kind of changing, and I think it's just going to continue to change and evolve, um, especially just because, um, you know, I mean, look at Zoom, for example, you know, Zoom kind of, uh, you know, I, 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 we could, me and Jeff used to have mm-hmm. conversations about that, and we kind of saw the writing on the wall that things like that were just going to inevitably come anyway, but, um, of course, the pandemic kind of pushed all of that along, but just the, uh, the way people interact with one another. Right. Is is what's changing, you know, right, and right. Uh, you know, so and we'll do a show a lot about Zoom at some then. point. You know. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's <laughs> I've got my own. But uh, about Zoom. I think we all do. <laughs> but hey, we're uh, you know we're about out of time. We want to thank everybody for listening. Thank uh, thank Mike for coming in. We'll definitely no. get you on here again. Yeah, yeah, any last like words, Joe. Mike? Uh, I want to hear you say. I looked at her. She looked at me, and I said, "Cha ching." Right. No sale. The blonde walks in and sobriety walks out. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Let me end with this. One of the first things Mike ever said to me was he, he just came, like Mike tells a story of people just came up to him. That's what he does to other people. He'll just go up to you, say something, and walk away. Oh, I know. And it's great. He came up to me and said, Let me tell you something, son. You could lead a horse to water, but you can't make that horse drink it. And he walked away from me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but never forget, you can make that horse thirsty. Mm. Hey, I like that. There we Man. go. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll end with that. Hey, thank you, everybody. And uh, thank you, Mike, again. We'll thank get you, you back on here. Okay, Joe, Aaron, and Jeff. Man, this is going to take off like... Uh, the summer of '65. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we got, that's for another another day. That's, that's for story. another episode yeah. too, right? Another beach. <laughs> All right, everybody, tune in next time. Take care.